Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson. I'm joined here tonight by Carolyn Thomas and Jude Whitehouse. How are you going, girls? Well, thank you. So we're coming from to you from Brisbane. It's a bit of a scorcher of a, a night even, so we've got the fan on. So just so you're aware, it's not the jet plane taking off in the background. <laughs> it's our cooling mechanism. Um, so we're continuing on with our series on A Woman God Can Use. We've um, been talking the last few weeks about some of the amazing women in the Bible, you know, Mary, Elizabeth, Rahab, Esther, Martha, um, and we're going to be we're going to be taking um, going into a little bit more depth um, with these women, and we're going to be drilling down into some of the sort of the pr- more principal, you know, key things that we learnt about about these women. So we're going to be talking about resting. We're going to be talking about obedience, faith, courage over the next few weeks. So yeah, Carolyn, do you want to? kick us off with a bit more yeah um on the last podcast we just well when we'd ended off with Martha then we just talked about like that we need to it's really important yes we have things that we have to do but it's important that we take time out to really sit at the feet of Jesus and that true rest actually only comes from that and so we'd we'd started talking about laying aside our busyness and so we're just going to continue on with that and I just want to read you a quote When we stop to evaluate, we realize that our dilemma goes deeper than shortage of time. It's basically the problem of priorities. We sense uneasily that we have failed to do the important. The winds of other people's demands have driven us onto a reef of frustration. We confess quite apart from our sins. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. I think that's a really good quote, Um, particularly at the beginning where it says it's basically the problem of priorities and you know I think that we can give ourselves um, a lot of excuses or we may have reasons you know that may seem totally valid for why we get too busy and so I think we're going to just kick off by looking at some of those so um, the first one too many demands on my time what do you have for that Lena? Uh, I mean that's like the constant human problem isn't it like I've got my to-do list of 50 things and I can only do two of them a day um you know, I used to really struggle with this because I placed sort of um, like my um, my success and valuation as a person on fulfilling the to-do list. But we, we can't be ruled by a to-do list and we can't be ruled by, you know, the demands on our time because, you know, that doesn't give value to relationships. It doesn't give value to, you know, life. It's just, um, you know, we can get really drilled down and really focused on ticking things off the list and looking at all our demands and we get overwhelmed and we end up just reacting to everything and not actually living. Yeah. And I think that's what you, you know, that word you use, overwhelmed. I can remember years ago, um, David saying to me, Carolyn, how do you eat an elephant? One mouthful at a time. And, you know, I still use that to remind myself because, as you say, that overwhelmed, that to-do list, and you can get totally overwhelmed. And, um, you know, a lot of times as well, and we'll go into this a bit later on some of the other points, but often it's because, um, you know, we might actually want to please people 
or we have a route of rejection and so we don't actually want to let people down or say no to them and and you know when we looked at Martha Jesus's last words um, not his last words sorry in the last podcast that we sp- um, spoke about Martha speak straight into that point where he says Martha Martha the Lord answered you're worried and upset about many things but only one thing is needed and so he was really telling her to stop just fretting and rushing around and being too busy. And the verse that comes straight to mind as well when, when you think of that is for me is um, Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. And I think that's really important that we have to take time to do that. So what do you think, Jude? Yeah, well, mainly for me when I'm in the mode of there's too much happening, I don't have enough time, that's usually because I've procrastinated and haven't done things that I should <laughs> It's a good inflicted. So and looked in reality, then it's really not that bad. And yeah, and it's also the whole elephant thing. I'll see all these things I need to do, and then go, "That's way too much to do in 24 hours." So I just won't do anything. Yep. So, <laughs> so then I've got another, you know. So yeah. Um, so for me, it's more of time management and lazy problem. I just yeah. get in that mode. It's too hard, so I'll just ignore it, and it might go away. I think that word procrastinate's a lovely word, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my lovely mentor gave me a Psalm uh, 90 verse 12, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So just do, when I get up in the morning, talk to God and go, all right, what is it that I need to do today? What is the priority? Yeah. Who is the priority? That Psalm's yeah. getting a really good workout with you, isn't it? Oh, it is. <laughs> I obviously haven't learned it yet. <laughs> no, I'm like, <laughs> failure. <laughs> oh, think, sorry. Um, Did I say you've got to actually apply it, not just read it? <laughs> and what you're saying, like that verse, like, be still, know that I'm a God, like, that's such, <laughs> like, that's so counter to what the world tells us yeah. to do. And, man, I used to be so good at that. And then I had a kid, and then I'm still learning to <laughs> how to be good at that again. Yeah. But, you I'm know, it's it's a it's a lost art and it's actually yeah. an art practicing the presence of the Lord actually stilling you know quieting yourself and sitting um, really in His presence because like you say it's so contrary to our whole society as well and our instant society and yeah. you know that like oh to sit and I find even you know you can try and decide right I'm really going to discipline myself to sit quietly and do this but then it's almost like right come on God I've been waiting like for five minutes or ten minutes or you know like we just rush want to rush things yeah well you think it's like some of the Old Testament guys like waiting on the fulfillment of a of a promise that took years and we're like, well, God, you haven't answered me in 10 minutes. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> and how long did the prophet the yeah. prophet have to lie on his side like, <laughs> naked? That was like a long time. Um, and you know as well, I think what we've got to remember when we feel overwhelmed is that um, Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And, you know, often we see um, spending time with the Lord or taking that time or time in the Word as, oh, it's another demand on my time. It's something else I have to do. Where am I going to squeeze it in? But really that as well, and it's just that that is the thing that will give you rest. Well, we need to switch the minds. Like, it's the priority thing. Yeah. What's number one? Yep. You know, I've decided that I'm going to make a particular night. You know, I want my Monday nights to be my night where I sit down with God and go, all right, God, this is what I've got going on for church. Like, I want your direction. Rather than rushing around and responding to emails and just being reactive for the rest of the week, yeah. go, all right, God, you set the agenda yep. for me. Yep. And that's not even, I mean, that's 
not personally for me, if you know what I mean, if you get the distinction I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, like changing that priority, like, all right, Monday night, that is my priority to do that because God... I want you first in my week and I want you leading my decisions, not me trying to figure out everything on my yeah, own that's and good. spare of the yep. moment. Yep. That's good. So if you think you haven't got time to rest, <laughs> yeah. that's when you need to rest in him. Yep. All right. The second um, excuse or reason that we have, or maybe excuse, I guess, is I want to feel needed. What do you think of that, Jude? I think that comes in line with um, my need for approval. Yep. I'm worked on. <laughs> well, I shouldn't. Actually, I haven't worked on. God's worked on in me. <laughs> um, yeah, just that doesn't doesn't mean the more I have to do, the more I'm approved. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so I just need to again ask God. You know, what's my schedule? What should I be doing? And it's, yep. it's spending time with Him that He says, Yeah, you should be doing this. No, you should be doing that. Yeah. You know. And so I think that's yeah where it comes from. Um, I think as well that where you want to feel needed, I think that happens where your identity is not rooted in Christ and where you're not living in your God-given purpose. And so you're actually living through your roles or your jobs. So I'm a mum or I'm a wife or I'm a teacher or whatever. And, And you get your identity from that. And so you need those demands to actually feel needed if that's where you're giving your identity. Um, you know, or you, you know, you're just working for affirmation, like you said, and and so you're not actually getting your worth from what Jesus says about you, and you know that can result as well in you being overbearing and controlling, and you know, I think in particular as well, where if you get your identity from, say, your family, your children, I think that that as they get older as well, that can actually look like interfering too much in their lives and stuff. You know, it's easier to sort of get away with it when they're younger. Um, so, so really that w- I want to feel needed, if that is your driving force, um, then you need to recognise you are actually not getting your identity from Christ. I remember a few uh, years ago, probably 10 years ago now, when I was first going through the journey of my identity in Christ in who I am in Him, not in what I do or, you know, earthly jobs I have, like mother and receptionist at that time and stuff like that. I was talking with an older lady who had been a Christian for many, many years and she had children... Um, older than me and children younger than me and she said you know most of them are now um, left home I've only got a couple left at home and so I don't know what to do now Yeah. and I was absolutely blown away by that and also really sad about that and it Mm. really spoke to me that you know you're not supposed to be like this Yeah. Yeah. you should know by the time you're mid 50s and have been in the church your whole life that you're not just a mum Yeah. that you're not just a leader in the church and you're not just a, do you know what I mean? So, I th- yeah, that really spoke to me. So, And I think as well, if you are really living in your purpose that God has for you, yes, I mean, obviously your family is really important and there'll be time, you know, a key time for that and a season yeah. for that. But if you're really living in your purpose, then that the children growing up and leaving almost become, you know, it's, it's part of a blessing yeah. as well yeah. because it's like releases you. As they get older, it's releasing you more and more to actually fulfill what you have to fulfill and stuff. And, you know, then you won't have that in, emptiness thing because you've got your own. I mean, that's what, you know, with um, David and I, because we've got our purpose in Christ, we've got our ministry, whatever. Yes, we miss Callan, but it's not, it hasn't been a big, you know, wrench because it wasn't all focused there. We've just got so much that we're doing anyway. So it's just a healthy, you know. Um, you know, and people would say to me as well, um, 
oh, you know, it's really sad, you know, or like, oh, he's getting married and, you know, like, and not, not any of our friends, but like people, you know, maybe at school or stuff is like, oh, do you feel sad like you're losing your son? And it's like, no, this is healthy. This is normal. This is natural. I'm gaining a daughter. You know, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's, you know, so, yeah. Good. <laughs> I am... Um, when I was at the church where I was growing up, I was on the um, singing team and I was always eager to put my hand up. Like, I'll sing, I'll take all the spare spots. And, you know, I'd ended up being, like, on at least usually two services every Sunday. And after a few years of this, I just was totally burnt out from being at the practice and da 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 And it was because it was just, like this need for approval by keeping myself busy and, you know, always putting my hand up, you know, just that driven by that wanting, that sense of wanting to be needed and therefore I'm important because I have a place and a role and you need me. Yeah, yeah. Um, that gives you your worth. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I really was just afterwards, I was just like, I just don't want to do anything at church ever. And, um, you Called know. saturation point. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but since, um, like, changing that, you know, I've never, again, been able to say I feel burnt out because I don't have my identity in that and I don't, and I know how that my rest comes from God and not yep. from, you know, whatever. Like, yep. It's just, it's good. Lena's identity is quite healthy because she just was finishing, you know, told us not a few minutes ago before we started recording that, you know, she's so awesome because Jesus made <laughs> us so awesome. So <laughs> we're happy. <laughs> um, all right. So the next one's the need for approval. And when I was writing this, I sort of thought, oh, what's the difference between I want to feel needed and the need for approval? But, you know, as I was just unpacking it, but as I said, the need um, to feel needed is your identity is not rooted in Christ. And the need for approval is very similar, but what happens here is it's not only like you're not finding your worth in Christ, but you're actually finding it in the opinions of other people. Yeah. And so this is where fear of man actually comes in. Um, and we can become people pleasers. Please, as we're striving for affirmation, even from God, trying to um, earn his approval and his favor um, by what we do. And, you know, we really, for me, this has been a struggle, I guess, um, in terms of uh, I'd spent a lot of years trying to earn God's approval and, and just not really um, maybe accepting the truth that he approves of me already, you know, or I have affirmation in him and there's nothing I can do. Yeah, you know, there'll be times when obviously my behavior is not pleasing to him, but, you know, he loves me completely already. I'm not going to be able to earn that. And... Um, Really, it was a big thing for me to learn that my righteousness is only um, from Christ. So I don't have any righteousness in myself, but, you know, I'd often struggle to try and be making my own or earning or having my own righteousness so that in his eyes it would be. And, and you know, you really need to come to that place where you recognize that your righteousness is as filthy rags. The Bible says that we don't have it. And so there's no point in keep trying to earn your own righteousness. It's just accept that you have the righteousness of Christ. And that means when he looks at you, he sees Christ. And so you already have his full approval. I often, um, I 
well, not often, but every now and again I catch myself like going to my husband and like telling him a list of all the things that I did today. And I realized it wasn't just like, hey, honey, this is what I did today. What did you do today? It was like, see, and I, I did this and then I what came home think? and I did the laundry and I did this for you and that for you. Aren't I great? Give me and, your approval. And, <laughs> and what was it you What was it you did again today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you went to work. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, it was like that. Yeah, yeah, see, get approve yeah. of me and, and my day and how I spend it, and I'm important. And look at all these nice things. I'm a good wife. I, you need me. <laughs> and don't don't you find Lena like because Lena will be going off on maternity leave soon. But you know when you work full time, well, I mean you've worked full time for a lot of years, and you work at the moment. Um, that when you're actually um, on holiday or on leave, it's like, oh, I've got to still prove that I'm actually doing something <laughs> with my days. That's why I sort of find that, you know, even my holidays, oh, I've done, done this and this and this. When it's like, hey, you're allowed to have a holiday and have a rest, you know? Yeah. People ask me, like, on, like, Friday, which is traditionally, I don't work on Friday. It's traditionally, like, stay at home, load it. Like, what did you do today? I'm like... Uh, find things that are important to prove that I had purpose today. <laughs> I'm like... Just be cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> I prayed for you all day today. <laughs> and I think really with that as well, um, because of the fear of man and looking for um, other people's opinion, we need to be really, really careful and purposeful to keep God's opinion as the most important one in our lives. And that's what we always talk about as well, audience of one. I was just going to say that. I'm sorry, Jude. That's all right. No, I going to be doing my first day preach. And I was just like freaking out. It's only talking for five minutes. I can talk under wet cement. <laughs> it really isn't that hard. But getting up in front of people that I love and that I know kind of freaks me out a little bit. Um, and I had a lovely lady say to me, that would be Carolyn, say, you've got an audience of one. It's just like, oh, yeah. Like, that's all you need to worry about is what God thinks. They remind me of my words. <laughs> <laughs> so if he's happy with what I'm doing, then I must be doing it right. So <laughs> that's all I need to worry yeah, about. That's right. so, and I'm not saying that's a simple thing to do, but yeah. That. Well, and it's that, isn't it? It's a conscious focus, hey, yeah. to to get your mind disciplined, just to remember that's really what counts. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the next excuse that we have um, is, I find it too hard to say no. <laughs> I was just about to say, I don't know if I have this excuse. <laughs> I do find it sad. <laughs> David teases me about this. <laughs> I find it very difficult to say no to people. Um, but again, that will all come out of that need for approval, isn't it? Yeah. And what does fear it say of rejection. About me if I say no. And what do you think about me? Yeah. If I, if I say no, I'm a terrible I person. I used to be like that. But yeah, that changed about 15 years ago. I was like, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm like training in training to be like uh no and I don't need to respond to that or I don't yep. need to accept the premise of that D- no no <laughs> this is what God's asked me to do I'm doing this yeah mm, you're on the wayside <laughs> and you know what um it's actually a sign of um growing maturity when you can begin to say no because it really is immature if um, you can't say no and you're getting so stressed out because you've just got too much on your plate. So when I say, you know, maturity, it's just coming to that realisation, hey, it's all right to be able to say no and I need to check with God because there's lots of things out there we can be doing for him and things are really good. 
but it's maybe just not what you should be doing at that time or you're just too busy. And so it's just, you know, as you grow in maturity, learning that it's all right. Because as well, as you grow in maturity and your identity should be getting more and more rooted in Christ, then you will be able to say no if you know it's not the right thing for you because you're not looking for that approval all the time. So it's really healthy and mature to monitor yourself and to say no to those things that you can say no to and that maybe you should say no to. This is like a perfect time for me to talk about how much time I want off church work when my new baby's come, right? <laughs> but what do you mean? You'll have more time now. You have to go to all that, all that time in the middle of the night when you're awake. You may as well be multitasking at the same time, right? <laughs> you're going to let us down, Lena? <laughs> so low blow, she's twitching. Stop pushing. <laughs> all right, anything else to add on that point? Well, you girls all right? Yep. So the next excuse we've got, um, and <laughs> I struggle with this in the school holidays, which is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I feel guilty if I'm not busy. Um, you know, and I definitely, as I said, experienced that with school because um, for me with school, it's a job that's never, ever finished. There's always something you could be doing and... You know, even like I said, when it's holidays, it's like, no, you, d- you can actually enjoy your holidays. It's part of the job. You don't have to feel guilty about it. Um, and, and again, as we've talked about before, that, you know, the Bible talks about we need to find our rest in Jesus. And so that does mean putting time aside, slowing down and just going aside and sitting in his presence. So, yeah, not to take on false guilt. I'm off your... I don't feel guilty, but I do worry that I've forgotten something because I've got a really bad memory. <laughs> this but week has been surprisingly clear. <laughs> just been like, yeah, I've got all this time on my hands. What should I have been doing? And I'm like, oh, what have I forgotten? <laughs> but I do feel guilty when I'm busy because it's usually because I know I haven't managed my time well. So, <laughs> uh, so maybe you're... Maybe yours, Maybe yours is not guilt, it's conviction that you need to be listening to. <laughs> I'm really sorry I haven't done this. And then Lena's twitching. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, Jude. Because you know, Jude, when you let one down, like the whole chain of dominoes gets let down. <laughs> I had um, this friend a few years ago. And I, I realized that every single time that we saw each other, it was like, how are you? Oh, so busy. Oh, so busy. And I'm like, what is that about? Every single time we see each other, it's how are you? Oh, just so busy. And I realized it was like this status thing. I'm important because I'm yeah. busy. Look at my full life. Yeah. <laughs> la, 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 la. I find sometimes I still slip into that, hey? Um, yeah, so, and, and here's another one, hey, this is a good one. If I stay busy, then I don't have to face the difficult issues in my life that I'm avoiding or I'm reluctant to go into. Um, you know, I've known people like this where, um, and I, I think especially if you're not fulfilling your purpose in Christ, then your life is actually empty and it's meaningless. And so um, often these people will just keep busy like a hamster on the wheel, whether it be shopping or whatever, busy, 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 because if you stop, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks and you come to that um, reality and, and to face up to the facts that without all this, my life is meaningless. I can think of someone in particular um, in my family that if something happened and she was bedridden for a couple of months, I think it would just hit like a ton of bricks because then you have to deal with heart empty and meaningless and purposeless because you haven't got Christ. And so I think people just avoid, you know, like even thinking by just keeping busy, busy. 
Mm. Well, you often you can see that in people who have, in reality, very little life responsibilities, but the way that they talk, they are just overwhelmed with their time, stressed out to the max, have just, you know, you're just amazed that they've made it through the week yeah. type of thing, and you're like, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're busy? <laughs> see my list. <laughs> um, you know, and like I can see that in my own life at times where, you know, if I'm at home that I want to have the music on or the TV on or yes. I want to be on Facebook or check an email, I'm like, oh, no, that's an indicator. I'm running from something. All right. Yeah, <laughs> God, come deal with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's that I'm running from something, that yeah. I can't ignore something that needs yeah. to be done. Because that's just, it just... It's amazing how much housework you can find to do that you never do and never want to do when you don't want to be studying. I was going to say the very thing you hate to do you will do. It will be oh, a pleasure. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Holding, like. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Alright, so here's a scripture. If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. He's trying to talk to you. Um, and another excuse as well, is, um, which I'm sure is not a conscious excuse, but staying busy relieves me of the need to make decisions about how I spend my time. Because then it gives us the excuse to say, okay, well, I can't help it that I didn't actually prioritize spending time with the Lord today or whatever because I just had all of this to do. So I had to do this and this, and I couldn't help it. I just have to do it. So it's not my fault really that... I haven't done that or I'm too busy. Making my eye twitch. (laughs) It's like the worst excuses. Like, I'm I'm not saying I've never said it, but, you know, like, what's our priority in our life? And I'm a really big believer in that you can do anything if you make it a priority. And so I hate it when people say, I'm just just too busy for that. No, you mean that you didn't make it a priority. Well, that's exactly, yeah. And I think, like I said, it's not a conscious thing you'd be saying, but that is actually what it is, isn't it? And like you say, it is, it's, yeah. Um, it's like that, yeah, if you're too busy to pray, you're too busy, right? Full stop. And the Bible as well. Just think, I think of the scripture that's storing up treasures in heaven. So it's really like you say, prioritizing what actually does have eternal value hmm. and what's just stuff that I'm just like, yeah, and it's just on the hamster I mean, wheel. Do you think about like there are a number of times like I'm in the midst of something and God prompts me to pray like, it's not taking your time. Exactly. <laughs> just, you know, anyway. Yeah. Well, Soapbox, get off. <laughs> given to those promptings, we need that intercession, so it's good. Um, what about this one? Busyness gives me a sense of control. What do you think of that? What does that mean? Ooh, gives yes. you Busyness like, gives you a sense of yeah. control over your life. And then you're, like, prepared for anything and everything and, yeah. Well, you think you are, hey? Yeah. <laughs> in your mind. Yes. Well, I think it's... Like you put everything in, like, in your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, when I get into the mode of, okay, well, I haven't prioritised my life and done what I'm supposed to be doing, then I get in that busy mode, and so then I try and fix everything at home and fix everything and do it properly and and start snapping at the kids and, you know, <laughs> we should be doing it this way, and it's just... yeah. And I think there as well that busyness gives you a sense of control because if you are busy, then you can say no to what you don't like or what you don't want to do. Like you said, it's the comfort zone thing. So, okay, I've got a legitimate excuse now. I'm busy so I can control what I say yes to and what I say no to. Sorry, you know, I don't like that or I don't want to deal with that so I can't do that because I'm busy. Um, And so we can determine our own program and how our days are structured from just that excuse. 
All right, so um, we'll be winding up here soon. I think we've just, um, if we just quickly look at Psalm 62, verse 5. Has anyone got it there, girls? Yes, my soul find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. All right, and I think that's um, what's really important, um, you know, and, and, and I know that I've done this before as well. You get so busy that you think, oh, well, just spending time with God is another thing to do. And, and we really, really have to know that you do not actually physical things like, you know, you might think watching TV or going shopping or whatever is going to give you rest. It actually doesn't. No. Um, but finding rest and taking that time, time out... Um, is what really, yeah, what you need to do. And so you've really got to just take your thoughts captive and spend that time with the Lord um, and just bring, you know, don't let your emotions rule you and dictate to you. Just let your spirit rule. And, and to let your spirit rule, you have to go aside and spend time with the Lord. Um, and, and really, I mean, I know as well, if I look my actual rest and how I feel and my soul being rested, it fluctuates directly in relation to the time that I spend in the Word and the time that I spend with the Lord. There's a direct um, correlation there. So, girls, anything you want to add to that? I just thought, you know, we're sort of trained by the world. That rest is like that physical rest, you know, and um, not that our bodies never need rest, but... That's not the main... That's only one part of us. Um, and it's, that's right, yeah. yeah. It's so much more important, you know, to feed the Spirit and to be in the Word and to worship. And, you know, even just like... Just how refreshing is it to have a conversation with someone about the, the things of God? Yep. Compared to just like the fluff of the day. Yeah. 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 That's so true because, you know, I often might think, oh, I'm going to have coffee or whatever, but oh, I'm tired or whatever. And I do feel better afterwards, like you say. Um, because, and I loved what you said there, Lena, and that goes to that, like your body and physical rest, while it's important, it is only one part of you, isn't it? Um, because you can still be in a beautiful setting or a beach or whatever, and your mind is still going crazy or whatever, and it's only as you bring those thoughts captive to Christ and really, um, you know, just submit yourself to Him and actually sit in His presence, only then will your mind actually come into that rest as well. And I think that's the biggest thing of making you weary, isn't it? Probably your thoughts and your mind more than anything else. So, yep. All right. Do you want to add anything, Jude? Yeah, no, just with the um, the physical rest, like I might feel exhausted because I haven't slept, but I can still feel peaceful yeah. and happy and joyful and patient and all that because I, my soul has rested with God. Yeah, and that's and more, if, yeah. But I can have like a great night's sleep and then feel all over the place and not joyful and not patient yeah. and not because I haven't spent my time. Yeah. yeah. So that's it, Lena. When you're up feeding the baby, you might physically not be resting, but, man, you can multitask. And <laughs> <laughs> that's my plan. <laughs> so if we, if we just leave you with a little challenge, I just want to say again that waiting on the Lord and being still before Him is an art. And it's an art that's been lost in our busy instant society. And so I'd really encourage you to begin to try and just develop that habit of being still in His presence. And you know what? It might look like a couple of days of just sitting and resting in His presence and, you know, nothing's happening or it doesn't feel like anything is, but that's all right because it's not about going to Him with just talk to me, talk to me, what can I get, what can I get, you know. He'll be ministering to you, but you just got to actually make that a priority. Um, and Psalm 46 verse 10 he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So just I'd encourage you to really take that time to sit and be still before him. All right. Thanks. Thanks, girls. 
Um, that's it for this week's podcast, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can pop onto our website, www.life-house.net, or you can find us on Facebook um, under facebook.com slash lifehouseministries. All right, well, we'll catch you next week.